Welcome into the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm your host, Espo. He's Saul Bookman. And I don't know what the hell we just watched. A 211-186 Eastern Conference win. I, I don't know. That was a glorified layup line. Uh, but, hey, they broke 200 for the first time. Saul, how are you? Uh, I'm, I mean, I've been better. I think that game made me sicker. So, you know, <laughs> I just – I don't get it, man. I really just don't get it. Where's the, where's the pride? You know, just a little bit, just a sliver. I thought at least in the fourth quarter they would show a little bit of, you know, something. But no, it was just, I could watch that shit, you know, at the park. I don't need to watch that here. I felt like the the Elam ending actually, or Elam ending made it more interesting the last few years because they did seem to try a little bit more. Tonight, it wasn't, there was no switch. They never flipped a switch. You thought, Oh, the West got it to 12 points. Maybe. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. And they were like, oh, yeah, 12 points. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Layup, layup, yep. layup, layup, layup. That's yeah. it. Also, <laughs> let's try to get Tyrese Halliburton, the, the MVP. Unfortunately, it didn't work out because Damian Lillard got it. So <laughs> I, I love that Carl Anthony Towns found a way to score 50 points and nobody gave a <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> the most useless 50 points in any game ever. This dude this dude has had a, a really tough last month. He had 62 points at a loss, 50 at an all-star loss. Nobody gives a shit. Like, that's, Nobody cares. No, not at all. I mean, they cared less than uh, – they care less about that than they did about defense tonight. Look, I – is it even worth? We'll get into book and and KD in the in the second segment, but like, is it even worth trying to save this thing at this point? I don't know, man. I almost feel like you just gotta give them the moniker and call it a day. Yeah, you know. I, yeah, I'm kind of I'm at the point where I'm like, save all the money. You, you want to talk? Oh, there's there's a donation element. Just donate all the money you'd spend on an All Star weekend to the charities and and be done with it. Like. Yeah, like give these guys a week off. It makes the play better when they come back, and just do away with this at this point. I mean, it's not, you know, and they did like a six-hour pregame show on TNT for this crap for nothing, for absolutely nothing. I I just don't understand it. It's like, you know, they they spent all this money to to hype this up. It's almost like Super Bowl level hype, and then you get there. And like the main people that have to care the most don't give a shit. And so they don't play hard. They don't really care. They're just giving each other layups. They, they play half-ass defense. Like I'm not trying to sit here and be like, you know, like it was better back in the day, but at least they, they played hard, you know, they played hard. So when you saw a phenomenal pass, you knew it was like a legit phenomenal pass. Not just, you know, I'm just doing it because I can. Yeah, ten, tonight felt like probably the worst we've ever seen. Like it just, it, even even the the cool plays weren't all that cool. You're like, yeah, okay, that was an all right dunk. Like I think the the coolest thing that that happened from a Suns perspective was after the whistle, Devin Booker did a windmill dunk. Like, ooh, okay, great. Yeah. Other than that, it was like. Okay, there was a couple full court passes that guys made. Luca chucked a three quarter court that hit the top of the backboard. Like there's, 
there's nothing overly memorable about uh, about this in in any way and you know i get the league has to do this because it makes money they sell it as part of their package but you can't tell me that that tnt or who or espn or whoever gets in uh on this next round of tv buying is going you know what I really want to spend a hundred million dollars to get the all-star game I, I extra on my contract here because, you know, between, uh, b- between all-star Saturday night and all-star Sunday, yo, that's, that's worth this money. Like they can't be making that, making that back on ads in any ways because they're getting two, three, three, four million people. If they're lucky watching this crap. Well, I will say this, uh, you know, Adam Silver kind of addressed it last year about how he didn't really like the way everything unfolded. And you keep doing this, you're going to lose a lot of this audience. The audience that you had, you know, listen, for like two or three decades, they built up, you know, since the 80s and Bird and Magic and then Jordan and Isaiah and all that stuff. Like the, the All-Star game meant something in the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s. And then it just faded away. And guys just started just taking it easy and not really giving a shit. And I'll tell you what, if you stop giving a damn, then the viewership goes down, the money goes down, the sponsorships goes down, and then you don't think Adam Silver isn't going to be like, hey, you all need to pick it up because this is BS. This can't happen. So I, you gotta, you got to at least care a little bit. I'm not saying you got to go – you know, balls to the wall for 48 minutes by any stretch of the imagination, but at least, you know, give a little bit of resistance. 200 points in an all-star game is ridiculous. Come on now. I mean, 211 is where the East netted out here. And I mean, yeah, there was no, never, not once did they try to stop anything coming down the lane. There wasn't, Hey, I'm going to man this guy up. Like there's, there was none of that. I'm at the point where if I got to watch bad basketball, I'd rather watch the last team in the NBA play the first team in the G league. At, at the all-star break, let those two teams battle it out for bragging rights. You know, like you can't tell me that that G league team wouldn't be playing its ass off. And then, you know, the Detroit Pistons of the world wouldn't be playing hard. So they didn't get embarrassed by a bunch of a G league guys. So, I mean, at least that'd be something. I will say this. Um, I, and this is going to sound, I mean, I'm 44. I get this is going to make me sound super old and like old man on the lawn kind of thing. I get it. But you look at the NFL Pro Bowl that they took away, basically made it flag football and all this random other BS that nobody really cares about. You take the NBA All-Star game, which nobody really cares about. And it's like, how can you not sit there and be like, well, it's this, this generation just doesn't give a shit. They don't care about the all-star game. They don't care about this stuff. You know, they're they're worried about more about their own brand and getting hurt than they are like the legacy of the game. I, you can't tell me otherwise because when you're watching this for the last decade, it's been awful basketball for the last decade. It's just been a layup line, you know, and the Elam ending, as you pointed out, it provided a little bit of, you know, spice to it. But even then it was like, you know, they had that that whole thing where each quarter was going to mean – money to a charity and even then the guys didn't give a damn (laughs) well yeah it's it's the old jordan fuck them kids rule that's what they (laughs) felt like they were going with right like hey we're gonna emulate the greatest of all time we don't care you know like i just i i wonder if it is again i i don't think you're that far off i do wonder if it's a 
a generational thing because we've heard the same thing in baseball. I mean, oh, the 70s and 80s, those all-star games meant something. Pete Rose trucking a guy at the at home plate, you know, uh, for for uh, to score a run. Nobody does that these days. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they just yeah. don't give a shit because there's there really is nothing to it. The pride that the you know bragging rights between conferences just don't mean crap and and maybe that's the the whole thing to it i heard uh, gary payton yesterday on sirius satellite nba radio and they were interviewing him about about this kind of stuff and he said you know what during the all-star break for those two days i'm cool with everybody we're all friends it's all good he's like but as soon as the game was over or as soon as we got into the game like i didn't give a damn about you like, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to take your head off. And there is part of that that I feel like has been lost because of this whole, like, you know, coddling of players. And, you know, it's the player empowerment era, which I'm I'm cool. I'm all cool with. But there's got to be something that makes you want to be competitive. And I feel like the competitive nature and the competitive, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. It's just gone. It's just gone. And, and I don't what, – what am I supposed to watch right now? You know, and then you combat that with, you know, obviously everything that happened during All-Star Saturday and Friday. And it's just like whatever. The, honestly, Friday was a little bit better because at least guys were talking shit to each other. You know, Benedict <laughs> Matherin was getting into it, and I loved it. But that's about it. Yeah. yeah well, you know what? That isn't, you know, something that will leave you with a bad taste in your mouth. Our friends at Circle K. Their inner circle program is going to take care of you when you sign up. Real easy. Download that Circle K up, sign up for the inner circle. You're going to save three cents on gas automatically. Actually, your first five Phillips, you're going to get 25 cents off, then three cents after that. And then once you reach a preferred ESPO level, you get five cents off. I think Saul's already there as well. So you get great discounts on snacks and stuff too. It's everything you want. Join the inner circle for free by downloading that Circle K app. Today, terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. And you know what? If you want to get this bad basketball out of your mind and you want to go see uh, a quality game, Suns have a, have a home game against the Lakers coming up on Sunday, and you can get tickets through our friends at the Game Time app. It is super easy. You just download that app. And you're going to be able to find tickets to your favorite sporting events, concerts, even some theater stuff uh, in there. If that's what you're into, uh, you can find it at the best prices. You can procrastinate, too, because you get great deals on last minute tickets through the app. And we've got a special thing just for you. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code PHNX. You're getting $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Uh, let's take a look at what's in the box and see how Kevin Durant and Devin Booker fared tonight in the All-Star game. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were they were all right. Uh, KD played pretty well in that first half, rounded out with 18 points, five rebounds, five assists, shot seven of 12. Devin Booker. Uh, with 15 points, seven assists, four rebounds, was seven of 14. Struggled from behind the arc, but actually had a couple dunks in this game. I mean, like like a lot of this game, they were all right at, at times. So, uh, you know, but br by the numbers brought to you by our friends at Desert Financial 
Credit Union. Uh, make sure to check them out. Uh, you can get $200 uh, when you sign up for an account online. Uh, so what were your overall thoughts about the Suns tonight? You know, they were out there. They, I thought that they, they played fairly hard compared to everybody else. You know, yeah. not like overly hard, but they, you know, they they put forth a little bit more of an effort. And, you know, hey, those two guys are really, really good. They can go out there and just kind of, you know, be who they are. They don't force anything. They shot well, and then they called it a day. They didn't really try to force the issue. I think the only ones that really tried to force the issue were the ones that really wanted to try and get that MVP. You know, I think Halliburton, I thought Halliburton was going to get it. I, I'm kind of shocked that that uh, Damian Lillard got it, but um yeah, I was I was fine with it. It did happen. This this is gonna sound bad. I watched the whole game, but I swear every time I looked down, I I that was when KD made a three, and I, I, every time <laughs> I looked up, KD made it or missed it. So it, like out of his four for eight from three, I saw all four misses. I didn't see any of the four makes, which is just which is just you know bad timing, I guess. But it, you know, I just I'm just so despondent about this game. I really am, as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that got me most excited was with like three minutes left, Devin Booker's seven assists led the game. And I was like, yeah, not a point guard by ass. He's got the most assists in the All-Star game. <laughs> that What shocks me is in a game that has a 211 points for one team, 189 for the other, how is nine assists the most assists in, a, in the game? How Like there's so many goddamn buckets. How do you have so few assists? That, that in and of <laughs> itself explains it. It's all a one-on-one game, man. That's all it is, man. It's just like, let me dribble, 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 take it to the basket. Let me see what I can do. Uh, Luca had a little fast break and tried to throw it off the glass, and it just did not work at all. So you could see that two-inch vertical for him. It was just a, it's just a sloppy game. Um, I, I did – the only thing that I thought was, was decent tonight was the arena. Can I say that? I thought the arena was cool. I thought the court was kind of cool, but that was about it. I thought that, you know, early on the crowd was pretty good too. I mean, a lot of times even the crowd's not into these games at all. I've attended a couple and they're boring even in person. Like you think, oh, it'll really? be cool. I can see the best. No, they're, they're boring in person. All-Star Saturday night's miserable in person. It's such a really? TV event. It is just, yeah, it's just terrible. It, it's bad. The only time that was slightly entertaining was I was in New Orleans and they had a freaking vanilla ice performing the intermissions while TV was getting all their stuff ready. And it was more sadly entertaining than like, oh, wow, I'm entertained, entertained, uh, you know, but yeah, I it's it's not that interesting. The only one that was was kind of interesting was Kobe's final all-star game that that i gotta attend just because there was a buzz about about that but other than that yeah they were boring in person too that's disappointing to hear man could you imagine spending that kind of money for the all-star game in indianapolis you know it's it's never i mean the last time it was in indianapolis was like 30 years ago and you show up and that's what you see that's what you get like it's cool that all the stars are there but you don't get to meet them in person so my ticket price doesn't really justify what i just saw on the court it's trash no now, now you can say oh guess what i i saw lebron play or i saw you know years from now you can just say i saw this great play in an all-star yeah. game it's more of a 
you hope nobody remembers what that game was, and it's just a cool bragging right that you saw him. Uh, by the yeah. way, BC in the chat says 1985 was the last time that it was there, wow. which which means I was two the last time the, the game was there. Uh, yeah, so I'm I, I'm glad Devin and Kevin get to add it to the resume, but there was nothing uh, that I think I will remember from either of these guys. Being in the game outside of book, wearing a hat backwards when he was introduced. I badly want to know what was on the front of that hat. If it was like a Devin Booker, uh, you know, new book hat out there or something, but never saw what was on the front of it. So if it was for I mean, marketing what, purposes, that was a fan. What a terrible weekend. If you're, well, for Suns, some Suns fans, right? You got to see like a terrible All-Star game. All-Star Saturday night was meh. And uh, if you weren't one of the lucky ones to get the book ones, then it was just like an overall just like depressing weekend. We'll get into the book ones at the end of the show because I I want to show one thing, and, and I think we both have a little stress we want to uh, let out in terms of those shoes. But uh, one thing you don't have to let stress out about is our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union. If you are in the market for a pair of book ones, I got a way that you can get them. Uh, once they're available again. And it's simple. You sign up for a account with Desert Financial Credit Union uh, online at desertfinancial.com slash 200. You're going to get $200 just for signing up. It's just that simple. Uh, and you're going to be able to then take that 200 bucks and get yourself a pair of book ones. I don't know if it's on StockX or you got to go beg for a pair somewhere because I don't know where you're going to find them. But with 200 bucks, you should be able to afford them. And you can get that when you open a free checking account online. Get that $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. And then if, you know, 200 isn't enough because they've jacked up the prices so much on StockX. And now you're like, hey, I need a grand before I can get this. And I'm not willing to sell a bunch of shit in my house. Then maybe I can take that 200 that I just got opening my checking account and I can go to BetMGM and Ooh. I can <laughs> I can take that and I can put $5 down, right? If $5 is not This is not sage financial advice, people. <laughs> no, this is desperate financial advice because I want book ones, right? If you're desperate for book ones, I'm trying to help you out here. Uh, so you go to our friends at BetMGM uh, Sportsbook, and you're going to download the app. Use the promo code PHNX. You're going to put $5 in that account. Make a wager on any uh, standard odds uh, price that you're going to want in terms of bets. Whether you win or lose, you're getting $150 in bonus bets. That It's just that simple. So now you've taken five of that 200 getting 150 in bonus bets and then maybe you can get to that thousand bucks that you're going to need for those book ones so sign up for betmgm using that bonus code phnx place your first betmgm sportsbook wager through the sport betmgm sportsbook mobile app uh, for at least five dollars you're going to receive that 150 dollars instantly regardless of your outcome check out the show notes for full details and now listen to shane or damon or whoever talk about the disclaimer Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OF. Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. one 800 Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Get, Get stuffed, stuffed, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So Frank uh, wants to know if I'm selling book ones out of the trunk of my car again. No, I can't even again? get my hands on a pair. Again? Again. I Apparently I had those knockoffs. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to tell you that there are sites, that uh, some of those sites that you get those wonky NBA jerseys off of, that you can buy knockoff book ones for like 35 bucks. They, I I, I'm guessing they don't look anything like the actual book ones when you get them, but you could spend 35 bucks on them and pretend you have a pair of book ones or buy Hunter, them out of my truck of my car. Hansha just asked, uh, why does Charles hate KD, Saul? Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, there's probably a little bit of envy there. There's probably a little bit of um, he's not a believer in Kevin Durant in terms of a leader. Um, but listen, one of them has two championships and an MVP. The other one doesn't. I don't care how you got it. I really don't. And in today's day and age, I, I've said this millions of times. Everybody kept judging Everybody judges players on, did you win a title? Did you win a title? Did you win a title? It's like the one knock on Charles Barkley and, and other greats of the past that never won a championship. And Kevin Durant didn't want to have to deal with that. So he went and got one. I don't care if you thought it was easy or not. Like, it is what it is. He got a championship. And he was the MVP in both of those finals when he was with the Warriors. Nothing wrong with that. So for Charles Barkley to continuously say that, Kevin Durant is a bus driver. He's not, you know, he's not a leader. Like I'm, I'm over it. I don't care. I, and honestly, I don't really care what Charles has to say. Charles says a lot of off the wall shit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay any attention to this. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that generation has a problem with the way that got it. We sound like two old guys yelling at clouds, yeah, we do. but I think a lot of that general Charles's generation has an issue with this generation because they have, you know, created super teams. They have gotten together and played together and either uh, that generation didn't have the opportunity to do it or just weren't wired that way. So now when these guys do it and they win and they have success and a guy like Barkley that just takes shit for all, not having a ring, uh, I'm sure it irks them. And then they're just getting older and crankier so they complain about it. And on top of that, like, you know, Gilbert Arbio makes a great point, you know, it's not KD's fault that he ring chased in the middle of his career as opposed to the end, right? Because Charles Barkley literally tried to ring chase at the end of his career. Hakeem, Clyde Drexler, uh, our own Eddie Johnson, all on that team. And what happened? They got upset by the Utah Jazz and Carmelo and John Stockton. Like, it's, it's not KD's fault that Charles decided at the 19th hour that he wanted to try and get a ring. Like I know he wanted to ring the whole time, but it, it's it's just how it all worked out. And the player empowerment era wasn't in full force back then, obviously. And Kevin Durant found himself in the right place at the right time, took advantage of it, and got himself a couple rings. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, let me, you know, you when you were saying that, it made me think. I'd actually argue that Barkley did it when he came here. He looked at Philly and he was like, "Hey, I don't got any horses here." He looked at Phoenix and he went, that team just went to the Western Conference Finals. They got KJ, they got Marley, they got, uh, you know, a bench that that I could build on, a, a brand new arena. Why don't I go there and maybe I can, I can win one. I can join up with these guys. It's not to the super team level, but, you know, maybe that irks him too, is that he tried to do it in the middle of his career and I, didn't I was, get over that hump. 
I will say the biggest difference is that he got traded and nobody really had to trade for him or trade him away right. in Philadelphia. And, and obviously the Suns traded like Tim Perry and Andrew Lang and uh, Jeff Hornacek. And I forgot who the fourth one was. Do you remember who the fourth uh, one was? I do not off the top of my head, which is yeah. all for all, all for Charles Barkley. And so I, he wasn't a free agent, uh, but I guarantee you if he was a free agent and he was ready to go anywhere, you don't think he would have maybe not gone up the up the highway to to Boston and teamed up with Larry Bird or or gone to Chicago to team up with Michael? Come on now. Yeah. I mean that's that's fair as well. You know. So, uh, did you watch any of the alt cast with Barkley and Draymond Green? Uh, no, I did not. But I heard it was absolutely just something else. I it saw was your off tweets. the wall. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> I watched that, and it was. Uh, I think TNT got what they wanted, but I'm not sure it's what they should have wanted is kind of the, the feeling. Uh, you know, they they kind of talked crap to each other. Barkley threw shade at, as we mentioned, KD said the city of San Francisco is full of a bunch of homeless people that are going to rob you. Like it went it went off the rails uh, in spectacular fashion. And I know everybody wants honest and uncensored, but then – that it was a weird combination, especially given what we've all talked about when it comes to Draymond. I give him credit for experimenting, but man, that was a uh, it was unique. I'll say that for for all of them. You know, those two guys, they know what they're doing. TNT knows what they're doing. They're trying to team them up so they say some some crazy off the wall stuff. You know, I am continuously shocked at how many opportunities Draymond Green gets. Like how demonstrative he is on the court, how egregious he is with with his penalties and being suspended and having to go to counseling and all this other stuff. I am continuously shocked that the NBA and TNT gives him more shots over and over and over again. I like I'm so over Draymond Green and his antics. I'm so done with it. I don't care if he was a Phoenix Sun. I would still be hard on him. I like I just don't like it. Like stop talking. Just play ball. And yeah. so it, him with Charles Barkley, I, they know what they're doing. Yeah, Ratings. no. I mean, they, they did it because I think they knew that we were in for a cluster of a game, and uh, and that was true. But at least, I mean, I you texted me, we can start this post game now. It was two <laughs> minutes left in the game, and I was sitting there listening to Chuck and Draymond. I wasn't even watching the game at that point, and I think they did exactly what they were hoping – to accomplish with that but yeah it was uh it was awkward at times uh what was awkward at times as well was all-star saturday night i think i uh, you know we talked about the game but there were let's just be honest i think the dunk contest is dead i know we've i've know we've you know we've poured dirt on it before but last night really felt like okay okay we're we're at this now a, a g leaguer has the two-time uh is now the two-time defending champ, and the other guys, uh, you know, didn't do anything of any real interest, and the judges had no idea what they were doing out there. It was just a, it, it, a whole bunch of a mess for the dunk contest. Um, I don't, I don't really care about the G League part of it because I think there are plenty of guys out there in in the basketball world that are much better dunkers than anybody in the NBA, flat mm-hmm. out. Like if you ever watched. Um, the the end one mixtape tour. There was a guy called the Air up there who did a 720 dunk. You know what I mean? Like those are the types of people 
that you're going to have to get in the door if you want to keep this dunk contest alive. Not, not NBA players. Or, or you've got to force the superstars to get in the dunk contest. You got to get the John Morants and the Zion Williamsons in there. Otherwise, this thing is going to absolutely fall flat on its face. Vince Carter was having a, a tremendous rookie season when he was in the dunk contest. And damn, after that dunk contest and how he just lit it up, he went on another run after that after that dunk contest. He had like four or five games, including one against our sons, uh, of 50, 55 points, 52 points. Like he was going crazy, led his team all the way uh, to the semifinals in the Eastern Conference where they lost to uh, Allen Iverson. And I just – I I I want to see guys care a little bit more. I think that's the overall theme of this, I suppose. I want to see the, the best players in the world act like they are the best players in the world against other greats. I, I yeah. don't know where this pride left everyone. You know, John Moran is perfectly capable of winning a slam dunk contest. So is Zion Williamson. I don't know why guys are shying away from this, especially when you see what they're doing in the All-Star game throwing their own passes off the off the backboard and trying to do basically a slam dunk contest in the middle of a game. Like, why not do that on Saturday night? That's what I think is, you know, kind of disappointing. I, w- I wish they could turn it into some kind of battle of the shoe brands or something. Something that gives them, an, you know, like where it's Team Nike, Team Puma, Team uh, Adidas, and you bring those stars from each of those and they go head to head and there's some kind of, you know, the shoe company puts up, you know, the winner gets five mil or something, something, anything to get these stars in there. Right. The last, I mean, I think I got to attend the last great dunk contest. It was the final Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine uh, showdown, which I mean, that was, they were doing unique things. They were doing dunks that you hadn't seen before. I mean, the the judges screwed that up too, but at least, yeah, at least there were some things we hadn't seen before. Last night just felt like rinse and repeat, and the last few have, and maybe that's part of it. I like the idea of letting the amateurs get in there maybe. If if we're not going to take this serious with the players, give me some of the best dunkers in the world against maybe you know one or two NBA guys, and let's see how it nets out. But, like, I, I don't want to see any of that shit. Give me, give me a mascot dunk contest at this point. I might find that more interesting. Bring out the trampolines, jump through a ring of fire. I don't care. Anything that makes that ups the stakes or at least makes it entertaining in some freaking way. I, I The best dunk of the night was Mac McClung's first dunk of the night. And when they gave him a 48.4, yeah. I was like, yeah, this thing is all just washed. It's over. Like, this is terrible. Like, you got old man River over here. Pardon my, I don't know who, I forgot his name from the, the Pacers the from way back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in 1976. Um, he gives he gives them a 46. Like, bro, do your bifocals work? Like, <laughs> how do you miss that? That, is, that was clearly the best dunk of the night. Like, it wasn't even close. And they gave him a 48.4. I just, that's when I knew, like, yeah, this is going to be trash. This whole thing yeah. is going to be terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the skills competition is is on life support. You've now gone from, you know, remember when it was like the best point guards showing off passing skills and shit, and now it's just like, let's throw anybody out there yeah. that's willing to sign up, you know? So yeah. I, I could do away with that. Three-point contest was all right. I mean, it was Ooh, okay man. this year. I, 
I did like the Steph versus uh, Sabrina thing. I yeah. really did like that. I thought, man, when Sabrina started, I was like, oh, shit. Nine out of ten? I was like, man, she's about to cook Steph. What's going on here? And then, uh, you know, then she and they did say, I'll give, I'll give credit. Kenny and, and Reggie said a lot of wild shit, especially Kenny. But the one thing that they did get right was they were wondering if she was going to be able to have the stamina on the back half of her shooting compared to Steph, because Steph is in season and, and Sabrina isn't. And sure enough, that's where she faltered, and that's where Steph gained a lot of momentum. So um, I thought that was really fun. And listen, man, I love women's basketball. I think men or a woman or a man, it doesn't matter. If you could shoot, you could shoot. That's all that mattered in this. That's all that mattered in this. And this was an opportunity to display that in front of uh, you know a bigger audience than normal uh, for the WNBA. And I thought that that was a, a highly successful. I would like to see a little bit of a twist next year maybe add a few more people to it or or whatever but i want to see the best of the best go against each other no matter if they're a woman or a man yeah kid uh kid low in the chat says caitlin and sabrina versus damon steph next year if caitlin uh, leaves i'd watch that like oh i'd love it you know let's see see i mean could you imagine if both caitlin and sabrina knocked off damon steph and it was them in the finals versus each other instead of damon one of damon steph getting there or, or something i mean that at least is intriguing. And and like you said, shooting, shooting, like I just want to watch uh great, uh, great competition there. So that would be, that'd be fun. There's been some calls in the chat and I kind of agree with this one-on-one uh, -on -one or a two-on-two -two tournament instead of maybe, maybe that's an all-star Saturday or you do that in lieu of the game. So you get a little, you know, you can't tell me guys wouldn't get up for one-on-one. -on -one like a one-on-one -on -one tournament, you're, they're going to, they're going to, they're not going to want to get embarrassed by the guy in front of them. Right. I don't think so, but I, you know, listen, I, this is, I wish flex was here right now. Cause he would, he would probably back me up on this. When I was growing up, I had this kid, his name was Omar from Brooklyn, New York. And he just happened to move all the way to Cordes junction, Arizona. Don't ask me why. <laughs> and he used to tell me all the time, there are guys in New York that are equally, if not better than Michael Jordan. And I was just like, get the fuck out of my face. There's just no way. There's zero way. Talent-wise or physically, yes, maybe. But you have to have it mentally. You have to yeah. be able to do it on a variety of different levels. I would actually like to see maybe you get two or three guys from some of the best playgrounds in the world to come in and play these NBA stars to show them what's what. There's a little bit of bravado on the line. There's a little bit of competition that might, you know, mix it up a little bit, but I don't think the NBA will do it because, you know, listen, these guys don't have anything to, to lose. They're on a, you know, they're in an arena playing against multi-million dollar athletes. There's much more to lose for the NBA guys than, than the, you know, the street guys. So that'll never happen. But you know, a twist like that is, you know, really what I would like to see. You need to have some curveball because this is just not working. How about, the NBA All Stars versus the Euroleague champs. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, that that at least is intrigue. It's it's a true international versus you know the American uh, version, the league. I uh, you know maybe that's maybe that's something that at least for a couple of years builds some intrigue. You know, mm. like I like that. Or or do like um. Like uh, what the the Rising Stars game did, right? You have four different sets of teams, and one yeah. of them could be the Euroleague All Stars, and you play, and then it's a tournament, 
until you get to the championship. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way the NHL has been doing it too. Maybe that is something. I mean, they've tried a lot of gimmicky things. We'll see. <laughs> Groundhog Mama 2 says, media versus players. Stephen A couldn't even practice for the for the celebrity yeah. game without pulling a groin. So uh, I would I would snap my Achilles in two seconds. <laughs> Let's get to uh, Leo's super chat here. Uh, Four ninety nine super chat. Leo says the only thing that wasn't exciting today was Saul. Or the only thing that was exciting today was Saul's <laughs> return. We missed you, man. Yeah, I agree. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. A little since worse for wear today, but but oh I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm a little beat up. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good to be back, man. I, I missed everybody, and uh, you know, last night I was on the on the Wildcat show, and somebody popped in and said, um, somebody said that I have more passion for the Wildcats than I did for the Suns, and that's why Flex is better than I am on the show. And I just was sitting there, I was just like, "There's four of us on this show. It's just me and Anthony Jamino." Like. And also, come on now, if we were playing like the Lakers and the Lakers were as competitive or as good as we were, I'd be just as hyped up. But, you know, when you play ASU, you know you're going to be hyped up no matter what because you just want to beat the crap out of them. And we did last night. So, of course, I'm going to be a little bit hyped up. So I, I say this with, with all the love in the world for Anthony. <laughs> of course, you looked hyped up next to Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I love you, AG, but it's true. Yeah, he's a would, would you like uh, Gerald and, and Flex and I to drop the energy level a little bit? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what you don't have to drop the energy level for? My ad transitions are just like the NBA All-Star game tonight. Uh, Cheeks. Uh, Four Peaks is who you don't have to drop that energy level for. If you are in the mood for a great beer like a Hazy IPA or a uh, Kilt Lifter, or I got a wow somewhere around here. These are three-year-old beers, by the way. Uh, they've just been sitting in here. Uh, but if you want some of the best beer in the Valley from Arizona's best uh, local brewery, you can go over to Four Peaks. Uh, you can get them wherever you buy beer. Or you can head over to the 8th Street Pub, which is where I love uh, to get a fresh Bad Birdie Juicy Golden Ale. It's their collab between Four Peaks and Bad Birdie. It's super drinkable and the perfect companion at the tea box or in your fridge. So visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. And check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And please drink responsibly. And Saul... Uh, when you're feeling a little bit better, I think we need to go celebrate your return at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They've got locations uh, throughout the valley, including one in your backyard. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. It's almost literally in Saul's backyard. Uh, they are great. They've got the, some of the best food, uh, the great gaming tables. Which direction? That Okay, good. Uh, and, that direction. <laughs> and they've got uh, a great sports book. We do a lot of our, uh, you know, our events out there. We got one coming up in April that I can't wait to tell you about, but I can't yet. But I think you're going to have a lot of fun out there with us. So head over uh, to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what Next Level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playathila.com for more details. So one last thing that I want to bring up before we get out of here, we briefly touched upon it. Uh, it was the book chapter ones. Uh, we'll talk about the release in a second, but I wanted to show off these special PEs that came out yesterday for all-star practice. People noticed them online and the Suns got a quality shot of them. 
and they were actually in honor of the 1995 uh, Phoenix All-Star uh, uniforms, the great cactus uh, and purple shoes. They used a similar colorway, although I'm going to call them on the purple. It's not the same purple, but that's fine. Uh, book rocked these during practice, and I actually really liked these, but uh, yet again, it's a uh, player edition, and not one that's going to be available to the public. So, shocker. Uh, listen, I, I get it. I get it that I, I get it that like there there's got to be a limited release, and I I, I I get it. It's just disappointing. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I wish I was able to get my my hands on a pair of book ones yesterday. I tried. I clicked the button right at eight o'clock, and it just didn't happen. Uh, it didn't happen for you either, multiple other people, but there was a lot of others that did get lucky and they did get their, their book one. So it's just, I, I, I just wish the, the old school part of me wishes I could just go to the store and buy a bear book ones. Cause I want to support the guy. You know, I, I really like, I like the shoe, but you can't even do that. I Boo. imagine at some point they'll be at a foot locker or a champs or, you know, some retailer right i mean it just seems like so. bad business to just i get you want you want to create a buzz and supply and demand and yada yada but if nobody only a small handful of people in the man's uh city that he plays in can get their hands on it that just seems like bad business yeah i mean that's the <laughs> way they're trying to do it i guess i don't I'm like hoping, it i'm hoping book has something up his sleeve when he comes back in town because we saw him do it in Miami, he had his thing. Then he's then he's autographing pairs and hiding them around Indianapolis, like which I, I thought need was cool. In Phoenix, I did too. I thought it was cool. I just would have liked it in Phoenix. Yeah. And my my only question was, did you really find a Suns fan in Indianapolis to find that box? Come on, no. come on. He just no. happened to be right there. He just happened to find that box. Come, come no. on, no. come on. He, he signed a pair of the orange ones, too. And I was like, okay, now I'm really jealous because there's only <laughs> 500 of those. And it was just placed down the street so somebody could find it, you know? like yeah. Again, I highly doubt it was really the, just placed on the street. But <laughs> Somebody said uh, they brought up the whole uh, media versus players thing. I Just for, for a little reference, uh, a couple years ago, the Mercury used to invite media teams to come down and play in like a three-on-three -three tournament or something like that right um i've never been invited uh and i'm pretty sure gerald has never been invited and i know flex has never been invited because he was living on the east coast i'm just saying if they ever brought that back we would molly -wop the shit out of every single media team out there there's nobody that would even come close i just want to put that out in the verse just in case the Mercury want to come back to the table and say, hey, we're going to do this whole media thing again. Just everybody out there. I don't care what organization you're with, what media company you're with, prepare to take your L because that's I, happening. I just wish I got the opportunity to do it. I may have shot in one of those media three-point contests. I didn't shoot well, but I may have shot in <laughs> So there's that. Ooh, Nate wants to know who'd win, PHNX or DNVR. I think we need to find out at Summer League. Well, we tried to do that two years ago, and then Adam Mates, uh just absolutely just bailed and changed the whole script. I will yeah. say this too: I'm not trying to toot my own horn, Fle or not Flex Espo. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, uh, but I did. <laughs> so Corey Williams down Tucson, Tucson Summer Pro League. Uh, they had a three point shootout, 
And they only had like five guys step up to want to do it. So I said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And I got in there and there's five racks. Through three racks, I was 10 out of 15. <laughs> and then fatigue and muscle, you know, stamina <laughs> got into the way and everything started coming up short. Those legs just, 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 just jumped. I would kill in a three-on-three -three tournament or a, a three-point uh, tournament. Uh, I, and to this day, I will say, Flex has no shot. I, Flex, if you're seeing me right now, you have no shot at beating me in the three-point contest. And Gerald for sure doesn't have a shot. I am the king three-point shooter at, at PHNX. I'm not feeling so great right now, but I'm confident enough to know that I would beat every single person at PHNX in a three-point contest. Nah, dude. Nah, dude. dude I'm, Eric sorry. Ruby, Eric Ruby. I'm sorry. Eric Ruby. Eric Ruby. First of all, you got to you got to play varsity at high school to even come into this conversation and talk. Okay, first of all, that's first. Number two, nah, bro. I I got I I I'm 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 happy that you have the confidence, but it ain't happening, dog. We'll see. We, let's get the cameras out. We'll see. I'm gonna tell you this: nobody's taking a charge like I'm taking a charge in this game. All right, you that's bring it. I I, I I was the best <laughs> charge taker in the world. All right. I, pain be damned. By the way, is that a Saul Bookman, uh, Marcos Deniza jersey behind you there? Look no, I actually got that at a carnival. Okay. Well, affair. I'm just going to say it's a Marcos Deniza. Bookman well, jersey. it's 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 red and blue, so I put it in U of A colors because I can't um, see it for me. I got to lead it like the old. How oh, what color? <laughs> ah, all right. A, well, I think that's that's a loot right there. Right there. Somebody thought it was yeah. Bill Clinton, so I I knew that was loot. Somebody <laughs> thought it was Bill Clinton. Uh, no, no, not Bill Clinton. Also, uh, <laughs> before we do wrap up, I do want to say uh, I'll be uh, hosting the All NBA Show tomorrow with Tim Lakeler. So, for all of you that want to tune in at eleven o'clock, I'd really appreciate it. Was EJ a teammate of Tim Lakeler's when Lakeler was here? Ooh, I don't know. You he had to, to look have been. that up. I think he was. So he might have been. Might, yeah, you might be able to get some good EJ dirt, or EJ may be able to give you some. Uh, some good dirt on legs. So that'd be look great. It, look it up. Check him out. 11 a.m. Arizona time on the all NBA podcast tomorrow. Tim Legler and our very own Saul Bookman. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. for another PHNX Sun show. Lindsay will be back in the host seat because God, nobody wants me in it. Uh, so, <laughs> you did a good so, job, man. Oh, thanks. So we'll have the afternoon off because, you know, when you, you got to, Carry Tim Legler up and down the court. You need an afternoon. Well, uh, I'm just, relax. I'm just hoping that we we got our Wi-Fi situation sorted out. And because I Flex called me earlier today, and he was like, "Bro, I've been thinking about this all day. I think we might have a problem." I was like, "No." <laughs> so we'll, we have to go back tomorrow and find out. I guess we'll find out early tomorrow morning. I'll join you both there, and we can share a beer if it's not. Uh, if it's not done. So he is Saul Bookman. Follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Espo. And remember, uh, the what? Wait, did you just say you can follow Saul at PHNX underscore Suns? No, I said you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Oh, okay. And then you my can bad, follow the bad. show at okay, PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at underscore <laughs> at underscore. Just an <laughs> underscore. So you can follow me at Espo, no underscore. There, and remember, just because the All-Star game sucked doesn't mean you do. Ahoy hoy! <laughs>